got a lot of shit to talk about. Hello. We do. You know who it is, motherfuckers. Yeah. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. Uh, me and a gay homie. I'm Deotis. Hello. I'm Juicy. Oh, all right. Um, we just, we, you know, we was just talking about Aaron Allen Kane's new album, A Tree Planted by Water. We played a little bit of it at the beginning. Um, Aaron just cool dose. I mean, goddamn. I went to her opening, I went to her EP party, and uh, she gave us a little background about what this album really was about for her. And, um, you know, it was. And she's attractive. Erin is very beautiful. Yes, she is. Inside and out. <laughs> I don't know nothing about her insides. Oh. But that wasn't. Okay, switch gears there. Uh-huh. No, no, because that is a LeVar Ball thing. Okay, no. <laughs> so look. I didn't mean none of that shit the way it sounded. I'm really just saying I don't know her personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, the album was great. Quoting the late Prince, she is the voice of our generation. That's what he had to say about her. And he said that. Yeah, he discovered her. Dude, I had no idea. This is this is good information. Yeah, she did a uh, acapella uh, performance of a song one time, and. Somehow he got a hold to it, and Aaron's training and mentors are all from like the 30s and 40s, you know, Nat King Cole types of music, and so you definitely hear that type of soul within her music, and it differentiates her from what's being available now, because ain't nobody doing that, you know? Okay. So she is very special, and I think one of the songs on that album is called Hummingbird, matter of fact, and she let us know at the EP party about um, how it was really about her trip to Palestine. And if you know, uh, right now, Israel, um, Israel Jews and the Palestine Arabs are kind of fighting over land right now. And she was there during that time. And while she was there, she saw this little girl who was pretty much trying to just be a little girl. But at the same time, she can get killed at any time. And she felt very motivated to um, make a song from her called Hummingbird. And if you didn't know that part, you had no idea that that's what the song is really about. But then when you do know, it's just like, whoa. It means a lot more. It does. And All right. I'm going to have to, uh, yeah. Aaron, I'm going to have to. Go check, check that out, y'all. Aaron Allen Kane, A Tree Planted by Water. Homegirl got it. She knows. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we just got over the BET Awards this weekend. Um, the BET Experience. I mean, it just changes the whole pulse of the city when they're here nowadays. It, like, everybody is trying to be thirsty as hell to get there, any type of event. I mean, Except me. Yeah, <laughs> I had <laughs> I had multiple invites to go right. to different <laughs> events this weekend. Uh-huh. I attended absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, I did want to go to one party Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew some people DJing the event. Heard it was really fun. Had a little FOMO, and then I was like, "All right, let me get dressed." Yeah, like I'm on the list. Cool. I'm getting. I got dressed, jumped in the car, was heading over there. And I yawned and said, not it's yawn. not going to happen. <laughs> I was, all I could think about was, right, I got to find parking. Yeah. I got fucking, there might be a line. You know I don't do lines. Mm-hmm. Fucking, all right, I'm going back home. I was, a, you know, I actually did go into all the shenanigans. I saw. Now. What was it? That? Was, what was that, Belasco? What was that? Was that an African? Uh, oh, my God. I, saw, I thought that was, a, it looked like an yeah, African event. It was. I had such a good motherfucking time. Like, I didn't know that there was a whole undertone here of um, African events to go to that's really dedicated to I that. didn't know that until uh, the young lady we work with, Ariolo. Yeah. She, um, she posted 
something. She's posted a few things actually, and I was like, hmm. I and I have a I have a few African a few African friends. They just don't go to that stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, she's not. She's she's ain't never said nothing about it. Why wouldn't he, man? The music was lit. The girl, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I ain't straight, but I mean, you got the best shapes I've seen. <laughs> I mean, just complete hourglasses, and everybody is rotund and shaking it in the ass, like just shaking it in the air. I mean, I had a good time. The music was there. The drinks was there. The black melon was there. I, yeah, um, that's what that was about. And then they, it kind of influenced that whole area over there because it was just what you call it, Bellagio. That's what it was. Velasco. Velasco, right? And it was a club across the street that you know, kind of that the people spilled into there too. It was just, you know, it was a good moment. Um, the BET Awards themselves, though, I, I haven't seen anything. You did. Like, you I did. really had no BET experience. This no weekend experience be. because <laughs> I didn't go to anything. Yeah. I didn't watch the awards. Uh-huh. I I forget. I I got invited. Actually, my cousin she had a ticket for me to go to the awards show, and I almost say yes, but I needed a haircut. Can't mm-hmm. be going. Look, if I'm gonna be on, I might be on TV or something. You know, yeah. I gotta look good. Yeah, I was just telling Joe I have a homegirl who got invited, but it was last minute, and she was like, I will not be a meme, so I cannot go. I didn't have enough time. So I was like, I get it, because we will meme you (laughs) real quick. Um, I enjoyed the awards. Yeah, what stood out, though? Uh, Cardi B did open up. uh, It was a very grand performance. I enjoyed it very much. I, I mean, me personally, the only thing that I'm being disappointed in is I would love to see these performers actually sing their goddamn songs, especially if you're not even a damn singer. Like she, I mean, she gave us performances definitely was still interesting and entertaining. But I want to hear you pant. I want to hear you struggle for that note. I want to hear <laughs> Wait, you. Wait, who? Cardi B. What note? Whatever note it takes for her to say ah, whatever. Like I need. To. Wait, that she couldn't. That was pre-recorded. It was pre-recorded. I believe so. I mean, I know so. It was. She couldn't even rap live. I think the last. This ain't no fucking Soul Train. <laughs> That's what I used to hate about the Soul Train. About Soul Train, like they don't do live performances. Yeah, never. They never did like like so. <laughs> yeah, you see them just. Yeah. Mouthing along. Just... I I uh, Meg the Stylin' for instance, she performed not at the BT Awards, but like the little pre-game before. Uh, she killed that shit. Like breath control, worked out, and still I mean, but sung her own song. Like she's she, a real rapper. She's a real, I mean, yeah, she's a real rapper. and She's like hungry right now. But so basically you're saying Cardi B is not a real rapper. Look, I she's love not. Cardi B. I love her well. music. Yeah, but really, I not. will say I understand for the hip-hop heads out there that's, you know, expecting for hip-hop artists to make, to write their own music. Like I get that. I do understand that. However, I am going to still shimmy a shoulder, nod a head, bounce a beat to that Cardi B. Yeah, All right? I, I mean, I get it. She's they whoever is behind her really put a whole package. Some, yeah, some, some music. I was at the uh, BET uh, concert on what was that Friday night? Well, YG. Oh my God, he killed that shit. Um, but they kept doing like songs that was featuring. Hey, I would love to see. Um, I, not. I mean, the music's fine. I'm okay with YG music, but I would love to hear him read out loud. I didn't see that. That, <laughs> that would do. <laughs> that would make my month. Would it? Like, fuck a day. That would make my month if I could just 
hear why. Where's that coming from? Because I think he is. I don't think he knows how to read. I think he's that child who would make a lot of noise when it was their turn to read Uh so they can get kicked out of class. Wow. And he distracted is his way all the way up. To Have the you top. seen his interviews? He is re- yeah, look. I don't care how many media. books Nipsey sent you to read. <laughs> it wasn't gonna help. You got to get a book on tape, bro. Maybe it was audio. Yeah. It had to be audio because you know he's look. I got a book over there about 150 pages. You know how long it'll take YG to go through that book? I mean, I don't. 100. <laughs> In 50 years. He's about he never, to go make me look up some interviews because I didn't know it was that bad. He's man. just not He's just not an intelligent guy, man. We, look, man, they left us with YG. Thanks a lot, shitty loke or whatever. <laughs> shitty cuz, you piece of shit. You left us with YG. His set was dope as fuck, though. No, he, I, everything I've, I've been hearing a lot about YG, um, about YG's performances of, as of late. Everyone's told me how um, amazing they were. Like, he really knows how to put on a show. Yeah. And um, and especially okay. So when we got there, the openers were still there. Whatever, being um, I don't know. I feel oh, uh, Blueface, right? Blueface, baby, Tatiana, that's his name, right? Yeah, and yeah. then what's that other dude? Hoodie, Roddy Rich, not Roddy Rich. Oh, a boogie with the hoodie. A boogie with the hoodie. Now I felt like somebody grandpa in that. Like we had our little private suite, looking down at the peasants, and I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, is this music now? Like, y'all not even going to, like, talk y'all words out. Like, not even going to, like, sing y'all words. Y'all going to walk around here with this, like, NyQuil-ass smile on your face. Like, I was so, I was I was heated, actually. I was like, this shit is fucking trash. And then YG and them came out, and I enjoyed myself. Oh, and then what's his name? Um, well, I kept calling him. Um, <laughs> oh, Meek Mill. Yeah. What'd you call him? Call him, uh, call him uh, Memphis Bleak. How about that? Memphis <laughs> Bleak. like a whole other like, Memphis Bleak has generation. not put out music in <laughs> probably 15 years. Yeah. Hey, he also killed it, though. But I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would be just very happy to know that his name is out in any streets. Like, he's, he's done something to your life where you cannot <laughs> forget about him. I think that's what's both up. Of that's, beautiful. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You don't know one Memphis Bleak song, I'm sure. Yes, I do. What? Which one? None of them. Exactly. Um, mother- <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Meek wait. Mills seems like he'll be a really good performer. Meek Mills was dope as fuck, and I didn't. I mean, is it Meek Mills or Meek Mill? Meek Mills. Okay, mm, let's look this Meek up. Mill. Meek because I think I've been corrected. Cause I just want to call Mill, it Meek Mill. Meek Mill. Meek Mill. I'm trying to see Meek. how I flow off my tongue. Maybe. Oh, it's Meek Mill. No ass. Maybe it's only because he has one meal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Meek Mill, you did that shit. I was very impressed. I didn't know what to really expect because I'm like, I ain't never went to no Meek Mill concert, but he gave us energy. He gave us features. He gave us all I wanted. I mean, he gave us actual like lyrics. Like I figured, like he can rap, you know? No, he can rap. Yeah, he, yeah, that, that was good. Um. So the BET Awards, though, going back to that, some of my favorite moments, like you said, Cardi B, she was dope. Um, I want to go right into uh, Mary J. Blige's. She, <laughs> they had uh, a tribute to her, and she decided to do her own tribute. Like, we thought somebody no, was going to hey, do it for her. can nobody do Mary? All right, question. Yeah. If there was somebody to do Mary, who could do Mary? I don't know. At the top of my head, right away, I, I would need to see like 
two or three people do it too. All right. I, I mean, saw yeah, Tiana yeah. Taylor. I did think about her. Okay. Okay. Her voice. What is about in that, that woman who had the who had the big fake booty who got it reduced or whatever? What's her name? Hmm. She's been on Love and Hip Hop. Uh, I don't know. Damn. What is her she name? Big fake booty. She took it away. <sighs> Damn. You know her. Fuck. She be talking shit on Instagram and Twitter and shit. She kind of country. Uh, okay. Oh, she used to be with that dude. Mimp. Why do I know this dude's name? Mimp hits, I think. Is that? Oh no. Um, oh, thinking of somebody else though. What about Keisha Cole? Is she too gone? Keisha Cole, I think she would have been a good fix, but also she'd be too like hit and miss, and she's pregnant right now. Is she? Who didn't got Keisha Cole pregnant? My homegirl Kim, man, she be like Kim got her pregnant. No, she did not. Oh, but yeah. she be knowing the T way before, like, <laughs> like. The National Enquirer would be knowing, like, or TMZ, that's what I meant to say. I'll be like, she knew she was, she ran a tour and randomly just saw that she was pregnant. And now it's, it's public knowledge, yeah, she's pregnant by that young boy. And it's like 21, 20 or something like that, but he's beautiful. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, Mary J's performance was funny. Okay, wait, because Joe didn't see it. So, oh, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't. Um, so, you know how the black community rags on Mary J for her dancing, right? So why did she get the choreo, like the choreography, like all the dancers to were do doing her dances and she just like fit right along into it. <laughs> it was pretty dope though. And I did think her set was too long because they was like, I'm like, y'all, Mary is 48 years old. Like, Wait, she is? Yes. That makes that. sense. You thought I thought she was probably old. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my I mom for, generation. I forget. I forget. I, get, I forget. She is. Yeah. She, she was, just looks really good. Uh, for some reason, Mary J was the only one that wasn't wearing a leotard last night. I don't know what it is, these leotards nowadays. <laughs> um, she, uh, and then she, and then Lil' Kim came out and saved her breath support for Mary J because Mary J needed a break. And then Lil' Kim came out with that. Katie Michelle. Katie Michelle. There we God, go. God, sorry. That, you're right. That would have been, <laughs> damn, you gave me all the right descriptions. Who you did? I did. Because I was trying to think, like, who. I was trying to think of the woman he's dating. He started dating after, uh-huh. and it was my boo Toya. Uh-huh. I love me some Toya, man. Toya, damn, I love me some Toya. She got that New Orleans accent and all that. Oh, she's so what? she's so perfect. Damn, she would have yeah, she would have definitely killed the Mary J. Uh, tribute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, uh, Mary and then so yeah, Lil Kim came out with all the energy. She did she did her little power pack shit. How many uh, years you think Lil Kim got left? Like, like being alive? Yeah. I just feel like Ooh. she got that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm being ridiculous right now. But I think she gonna it's just something old. about her that looks like death. Well, I her mean, face. I think obviously she's overdone. It's, we know yeah, that. Yeah, so she looks kind of like, it looks she's like so sickly short. bloated. Because of, I think things are being sucked and pushed in her without her trying to do anything naturally. So, so can we just, do a little deflating so, so so we can keep her around for another 30 years? living on the edge. I mean... I mean, maybe we need to, you know, just really... I know. I mean, maybe she'll grow a little more and notice that. Because she's you so You say grow? Sure, grow as in oh, eternally oh, spirit. Oh, for being a progressive, oh, be, progressive right. as a person. <laughs> one thing... I remember one thing that made me respect him so hard with that time when she was like... That stint when she was on Dancing with the Stars and killed 
that shit like professionally heard, killed it. I like, gotta check it out. I heard. Oh, I'm gonna show you this shit right after this show. Like she was a real. Contender. <laughs> He's not gonna forget. I'm not gonna forget because that shit blew my motherfucking mind. She's talented, like on whole different levels. She's an entertainer. She really is, and a lot of people forgot about that face, but she killed that shit. That's when she was still looking like herself. Damn, it was like 15 years ago at this point now. 2000s are gone, y'all. Uh, oh yeah, Regina. She uh, Regina Hall. She hosted it. She was cool. She kept like fucking up their teleprompter, but it was funny. It's fine. Uh, I did really appreciate Tyler Perry's speech. You know, he came up there and said some real strong shit about just creating your own lane and being a leader, and you know, doing shit like that. And it was just so articulate, and it's, it was just really inspiring, especially for me because that's exactly what I want to do. Uh, who else? Uh, Oh man, what was that African lady that came up and she was like, um, pretty much y'all you know, remember that we were Africans before anything else. Like, I forgot who she was uh picking up an award for. But as you can tell, her words still stuck with me. I like that. Um what else? I don't think I have any more highlights. Um uh, but uh oh, the little girl from um uh, Blackish. Oh yeah, yeah. My homegirl. Uh, Malai- What's her name? Malaysia. Malaysia? Nah. Um, God, dog. My homegirl works for her. It's um, um, shit. Look, y'all. We know where they're. No, God I, damn. But y'all know, who, but y'all know who she is. Oh damn. I, I, Blackish. I right I'm now. looking. I'm looking at Blackish girl. Oh, Marseille. Maybe Blackish Marseille. cast nigga. Marseille. Like what? <laughs> Marseille. Marseille. She uh, I've actually I I met her um like a couple months ago at uh Donald Glover's Adidas um event. Did she um, have a whole aura around her just this whole glow? I mean, not really. <laughs> she look good. Listen, yeah. listen. There are very few people that I've ever just noticed a like a glow or aura. <laughs> Prince was one. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> like, no, nah, I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. I remember seeing Prince. It was at the Blue Velvet Lounge back in the day, like before downtown was like a place to like hang out. It was Blue Velvet Lounge, had a pool, all this shit, like right before you hit like real downtown. And he walked past. He, he I think he had just had surgery or was about to have surgery or something. Uh-huh. And he had a cane and he was limping. Like, it was a crazy limp. And... He was walking through, little damn motherfucker looking like a little old white lady. <laughs> and I was just like stuck. Like, yo, he's basically, he's limping, but kind of floating Listen, across man. his floor. And he had like four of the baddest women around. I, like every single person I've ever known to actually witness with their eyes they seriously jump into this whole other mode of where they have to talk to him as if they saw Jesus Christ themselves. Like they all I didn't move. They I, all I, talk I, about I it. Just as just like mythology, I just watched. Like I didn't mythical. I couldn't move. I couldn't like you know how you would be like, oh there goes Prince, I gotta go say something to him. I gotta go say hi. I could not I didn't move and I'm not even to be honest, like I I Prince is amazing. Yeah. But you'll get starstruck like but that. But I'm I don't I definitely don't get starstruck like yeah. that. And I'm not like I'm not the a Prince fan to the point where I'm playing Prince all the time. Right, I mean, right. I, I know it didn't even his, take for you to be a yeah, fan. You was yeah, just still I know, like, like... I know his music is amazing. It's yeah. just, you know, there's some other stuff I would listen to before Prince. Right, right. So I 
was just like stuck, just staring <laughs> like, yo, it's fucking Prince. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think if there's any person I've seen where I'm like, you have a glow. And most of the time it's been people who have nothing to do with celebrity at all. Yeah. Or I'm like, yo, it's something about you. But that was one. That was one. <laughs> but that young girl, she was so nice. I will say that. She was she really, really nice. nice yeah. She seemed very like real. Uh-huh. You know, her, you know, her smiling and talking to everybody seemed like she's just a normal kid. And she's got some really good people around her. I think so too. Who can keep her, you know, who can keep her um grounded. When she won her award, I think it was for her <laughs> uh what was it? Best teen or God. I don't even know, but damn, the Blackish really has some cool fucking individuals on that show. Blackish, I'm, yeah, like Yara Shahidi, like she's amazing. I yeah, love that young girl. Yeah, I mean Tracy Ellis Ross, we know. Of course, like, Jennifer Lewis is one Jennifer of my favorites. Lu- always, I mean, forever, dude. Yeah. Um, it's um, a gem. I, I, I'm always um, so surprised. One of my favorite actors of it. all time, um, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, uh-huh. Anthony Anderson is he's really amazing. I just saw that mo- that show, the movie uh, Beats. Uh-huh. On Netflix. I enjoyed it. Yeah. My um Man, my friend was saying, uh somebody <clears throat> said it was whack. I was like, yo, I don't see that at all. I really, I really enjoyed it. But, um, um he used to be on this cop show back in the early two thousands. Yo, was really good. I remember that. And they cut it, they it was uh I just, Was it in New Orleans? Was it based in New Orleans or something like that? He's never been bad. Like he's never actually even in bad shit he it, wasn't bad. <laughs> even in bad shit he was not bad. He's he's a quality actor. Yeah, who probably doesn't get enough credit. No, and then if you look up, he's been working for about twenty five years consistently. Like, consistently, I just pulled him up now. He was on Law and Order. Oh, we already do Law and Order. Hang time, hang time. That's you where remember I, that. That's where that's where I know where you him met from. him. Yeah, that's where I met him. Hang yeah. time. Na, 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 na. Hang time. Yeah, I used to love that shit. And he could all, I remember like The Shield. That was the name of that show. That's what he was on? He was on the Shield as well. He Yo. The Shield had a lot of seasons. And, My uh, nephew has been watching The Shield. It's like, so good. All the way through. Yeah, he's been watching. No, we're talking about this funny that you even bring it up. Like this whole week. Even yesterday. Yeah. He's been watching The Shield. I had to turn that shit off. I'm like, bro, I'm not <laughs> trying to watch this shit. But only because I know I gotta watch it from the first season. Yeah, yeah, and you want to do that? That's a huge investment because it is all connected, and you yeah. won't be let down. Um, I mean, I, I heard my dad used to love it. Yeah. Like my nephew's watching a lot of older shows right now. He's, you know, what shows? He loves all those shows that were on like USA because they're good. Uh, the Closer, all the no, things he, USA. That's how one, it was. Uh, so he's watching. Um, oh God, it's a black guy and a white guy. They're like, in, like. Detective. Oh, I didn't talk or, about. Is it not blue collar? But it's like one of those. Uh, it's like a detective type type show. Yeah, and they're kind of goofy and, and goofy. Oh, Psych. Psych. That's the it name of it. Psych. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. That, those, those type of shows are putting money in their pockets because it's just something that's just and like they would be putting on playing. in the background. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn, man, he's really been in shit every fucking year. Yeah, he's works. Uh, but okay. yeah, BT enjoyed that good shit. Um, but switch lanes a little bit. Uh, I don't know if y'all been noticing, or I'm sure y'all been noticing, the icons on Instagram turning blue. Uh, 
it did its job because it made me research and kind of be aware or um, the whole blue circle, the blue dot, if you haven't known, is to bring awareness to the crisis in Sudan or Sudan. And um, this shit is like crazy. Uh, from my understanding, it seems like they had a, a, a Omar, they had a leader who pretty much been leading for over 30 years and it's been a pretty violent leadership and it's left that country in ruins at this point where it's not a rich country, they don't have food, they really don't have too many resources and so the civilians there have been like no more after 30 years. They're ready to like, you know, we need a change because this ain't it. And they finally get their change and it's pretty much this whole military, uh, this collective military, this self-collecting military from Omar's administration and they pretty much telling the civilians, well, we're going to hold on to the leadership for another three years, two or three years until we figure it out. And the civilians are like, hell no. Like we sat here and pushed and protest and and sat in for an actual difference and you're telling me that we're pretty much just going to get someone else who has his same values, who has Omar's same values. And so uh, the civilians there did one of the largest sit-ins ever recorded, and uh, they did a sit-in outside their military there. And the, um, they decided to disband the sit-in by violent tactics, uh, live ammunition. Um, I, I guess they like to use rape as punishment. And, you know, just push, you know, that was that was the mode of choice to disband the sit-in, and so within that, the uh, uh, within that, of course, many people have been getting killed, and uh, we. What's, I, what's a number around a number that people have been murdered for protesting? Uh, right now, I know it's still. It's, I don't believe it's in the thousands. It's still in the hundreds. Um, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of people and i'm always it's always tripped it's always tripped me out that uh, a military or a militia group could sit there and murder innocent people who look like them like what is and i maybe i need to do i mean i definitely need to do more research to see what the disconnect is there where it's like they are not who I am. So I'm okay with murdering them and raping them. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, these people are like, could be your cousins. Right. Like, so I want to, so, so maybe I'm like, maybe there's more. And no matter what, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm trying to get into the psyche of the human beings who would do this mm-hmm. without issue. Like yeah. to just do this so freely, like why? Wh- where do they see the difference in them and those people they're doing it to? Do you automatically get in this? Uh, is it like the Lucifer effect where you get into a position of power and know you now begin to treat people a different way because of that position? Like you just kind of lose who you are in that position, right? Lose who you are in that position. Yeah, it's a real thing. And so, yeah, and so now, you know, Instagrammers have all changed their, uh, a lot of Instagrammers have changed their icon to the blue dot in solidarity for the murder in the memory of 26-year-old Mohammed Matar, who was pretty much like a martyr for them because he got killed while trying to uh, protect another woman there. And 
they don't you know, they took out all the internet resources and things uh and um and media outlets there and so that uh overtaking uh that icon that blue circle is to pretty much bring awareness and to keep the conversation going because they've been trying to stop it and it's did its job because it made me go look up some things and my whole it just blows me away that you know the cathedral caught on fire people was distraught people that created uh, GoFundMe pages that has collected money into the millions, millions and millions. And did nobody die there? Nothing like that happened. But and so then we have people being tied up, forced to watch them rape six-year-old girl. But there's no outrage for that. There's no GoFundMe for that. Like the priorities are just so mind-blowing to me like i just i can't even like i can't wrap my mind around i can't i can't, I can't wrap my mind around it so i don't know i just want it's always to a different to a conversation always, you know it always looks different when it's painted black yeah yeah it always, that's what it's it never about. hits people as hard because i know when i personally when i saw the church is on fire I turned the channel, right? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like maybe I didn't. Like, maybe I mean I'm probably like, bull, like if I if I had control of the remote, I know I would have turned the channel. <laughs> but I definitely like just kept going about my business because I don't give a fuck about a fucking building. Zoom, like, I don't give a fuck about. I mean, I turned the channel when I saw the houses burning, like about 20 miles away. <laughs> I was like, as long as there ain't no people in there, should it be all right? What am I going to sit here? Look, like, I don't like. Because it boils down to the value of black skin. Like, literally, it, we don't, don't, we do not value you black value as buildings. human beings. You value buildings and monuments and museums yeah. over human beings. That's what it's about. Because I'm going to stop saying black people. Because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remind folks, human beings. I'm gonna. I, I don't even want to say black people no more. So you can understand, like, there shouldn't be a difference in the way you look at this. You're they're, right. They're human beings. You're right. So I have to keep reminding you that those black people are <laughs> right human beings. They're not the three fifths of a human that your constitution once, you know, told you black people were. And you fucking. It's like you never gave that one up. Yeah. You never let that one go. Because you sure don't treat us like we are equal. Like our pain, like we can, like basically you look at us like, yeah, y'all can deal with bullets more than anybody else. Y'all can deal with some pain, some torture. I mean, take it back to Katrina. I mean, they call these people who are trying to survive refugees yep. in their own country. Their own country. We oh are not considered human beings. We're not considered Americans. And this is why everybody's like, oh, what do you have? Like when they get mad when you try to, when you're discussing what you are, like African-American or black or, well, you're born in America, you're just American. When? When am I just American? Never. <laughs> Never. I mean, like, I'm I not, I can't be like the Jamaicans are and the Trinidadians and Belizeans who love their country and just, when you ask them what they are, They'll just say, I'm Jamaican, uh -huh. I'm Trinidadian, I'm Belizean. We, I don't know one black person 
that lives in America that will answer, I'm American. No, America. That don't even feel natural. It, God, it the only time, the only time it comes out of my mouth is when I'm in another country, though. Just so they, it, but even when I say it, yeah, yeah. it is a little like, I guess I just say American, just to right. Like, it's not like a short. Thing. Yeah, I don't feel very comfortable. Like, oh, you're American. It's like I am, ain't I? Because <laughs> you know, oh, Americans. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Americans. Like, just so you, just so we know what kind of language we're gonna be dealing with right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so I can. Yeah, hey, hopefully, like maybe you'll treat me a little better because you think <laughs> Americans um, got some money and got some power. I don't know. We don't. <laughs> Shit. I mean, yeah, talking about America, like we, we can't even get recreations, reparations. <laughs> I recreations. was waiting for it. Shit. Yo, yes, you just I mean, made my day. I mean, because like, this young man right here, this young brother, he is known for fucking up some words. I am. And today, when he said, "Yeah, we can talk about uh, rec- recreations," I was like. And then I looked at him and I said, yes, there And then go. I spent all this motherfucking and, time trying to make sure I didn't say that again, and I still did it. Like, and I'm so happy. Yes, it happened. Let's talk right. about some recreations, brother. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Like, we are going to... It's not... We're talking about reparations <laughs> that black people... Shit, black people all over the world deserve, but we're going to talk specifically to the ones who are descendants <laughs> of slaves in the United States of America. America. I was and that. I say that only to say, like, man, I don't want you, all these people we named earlier, you Jamaicans, Trinidadians, <laughs> you folks that came from Africa, look, I love you. Uh-huh. I do. We are all of African descent. I fuck with you. Uh-huh. We are one. But when it comes to these reparations, uh-huh. your folks had dealt with what you had to do, dealt with what you had to in those other places. So seek your yeah. reparations from them. Uh-huh. We're going to have to get it from here. Yeah. I understand you are affected by the system that's in place, and that's another fight. Uh-huh. But if there are reparations to be given, we need to get those. Yeah, I mean, if there are, there if are there. reparations. But it, when they, if it does come to come to the place where they're like, all right, we're giving them out, you know who got to get them? Because mine is on both sides. On both sides. And these white folks are heated just at the idea of just can we have a discussion about it. No real. Yes, it's just a discussion, a discussion it's just about some... it. And they are like mad, mad, like double mad, like for real. I had somebody DM me when I posted something about rep- uh, reparations. And I was, and it was an ex boss of mine who is a white dude that lives in middle America. And I thought I knew him, but that's always how it is, though. Like you thought, and he had, he had the tact and the audacity to go into this whole dissertation about what he felt about it. And, Oh well, this just sounds like another handout to me. Why should I be sitting there giving out uh, reparations to people that I ain't never had no slaves myself? And then uh, all y'all want is to take, take, take. And it's, I'm like, aren't y'all in the lead of taking public aid from Barry? Like, like y'all, take, take y'all what? are the percentage. You don't that. have to worry about shit. Even about that. It's, it, what what is hurting your pockets is helping us. It's, it, it's, I'm really want to know what's hurting his pockets. Is that deep, like that deep, and. It's so deep that you can't even spawn from it to understand that it's just a hate for me, a hate for black. Like, because there's never been a problem for y'all, for Americans to give reparations to, to any other to uh, anyone any else other that they wronged. Group. Like, why? Why I mean, like, are we different? 
you post we posted i mean everybody's seen this post um and i'm gonna be honest with y'all i hope this post is absolutely correct because i have not done any further research <laughs> I did repost so it <laughs> i'm just gonna say what i see right now and in 1952 oh so we'll talk with we'll say us first i'm gonna go down the list so from 1865 to present, we're talking about, so since slavery, the, ended. Si- slavery ended to now, we've received zero uh-huh. in the United States um, for 400 years of free work. 400 free years labor. of free work that we still get to benefit, that the white folks so, and everybody else yeah. in this country still get to benefit off yeah. of so to this in day. Ni- in 1952, Germany gave reparations to uh, the German Jewish settlement uh, to the Holocaust survivors, eight hundred and twenty-two million dollars to Holocaust survivors. When did they do that? Uh, in 1952. That's a lot of money back there, too. That's a. So <laughs> in 1971, the USA gave one billion plus forty-four million acres of land to Alaska natives. Uh, 1980, eighty-one million dollars to a native group in Oregon. Uh, 85, 105 million to the Sioux of South Dakota, 85, 12.3 million to Seminoles of Florida, 1985, 31 million to the Chippewas of Wisconsin, 1986, 32 million, 1839 treaty to Ottawa's of Michigan, 1988, Canada gave $230 million to Japanese Canadians. I have to do some research about that. I want to know what that was about. 1988, Canada. Okay, 250,000 square miles of land to Indian and Eskimos. And 1990, Austria gave $25 million to Holocaust survivors. And in 1990, 1990, USA gave $1.6 billion or $20,000 each to Japanese Americans. That's crazy. And, but and, and this but is, you guys have a problem with us asking for reparations for. I mean, we can't even get an apology, and it's not even. Listen, it's not no pissing contest. The but, South was in char- The South was in power because of slavery. Uh-huh. The South. The reason why the slaves were freed was because it, they were trying to change, like switch the. The power to the north. To the north, yeah. That's the only, and that's that's the only reason why we're free. It wasn't it like wasn't Abraham, because, Abraham right. Lincoln was, had this like love for Negroes. Uh-uh. It just didn't happen like it was, that. It was about it was, it was a, about the money. Bottom was, line, yeah, it was the about, coins. It was about getting the power into the north, and also, you know, slave masters got money for freeing the slaves. Like when they were when they freed the slaves, they got reparations. For releasing their slaves, mm-hmm. so you pay money to the people who own my ancestors, not me, but not, not my ancestors, their descendants. So yes, folks, these people arguing against like there are so many levels to the way you benefited from slavery. Yeah. And to this day, of course, it's still into effect. Like, are we going to act like I mean, systematic racism isn't in effect right now, stemming from back then? Like, I, I just think that this is such a and it would, obvious. I, I think it's. I think it would be beautiful to start with us, and then it just grow to the um, Great Britain, you, them, uh, 
paying reparations to all the colonized lands that they've had and the people in in Great Britain uh-huh. that were slaves because you know though that's where places like Trinidad and Jamaica would have to get their reparations from. Right. Okay. Um, shit. All the other countries too, like all, Spain, fucking Spain. Like what you like the reparations you pro- you you need to be given to the folks in fucking DR and yeah. Dominican Republic and uh-huh. shit Mexico. Uh-huh. Like there are black people there that should be getting reparations, but yeah, it the conversation should start and should not stop until we've gotten something. And we talked. I talked about. Um, we've talked about with friends um, what we should get, and I, I don't know an exact number, but I know a number can be. I know we can get to a number for sure. Right. I know we can figure something out, yeah. and that's a definite. Like there's some. Even if it takes some, man, we'll sit there and get all kind of studies going and research going to get to a number that makes sense to today. Uh-huh. Because those millions and billions that you saw there were 30 years ago. Right, exactly. So that number changes. And it's the number that divide, that kind of combines the racial divide because there's a huge divide. And it, and to be honest with you, it should be so far great greater of a number than these because we're talking about 400 years. We're talking about not just free la- free labor. We're talking about murders, rapes. Yeah. We're talking about a loss of culture, a loss of identity, a loss of history. You talk about a loss of identity. Like if this, I really am. Of course, I'm curious to see how this unfolds. But if it's anything that is awarded to us, you know they're gonna have us flipping back, backwards, forwards to like they're gonna make us do the homework for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, and right. I'm man, and, and then that's a double-edged sword, though, because it's like we are gonna have to do the homework, but for like we don't have access really to our history at the same time. So it's yeah, like, yeah, but it's it's actually like we don't have access to our history, honestly, when it comes to going past slavery, because you right. can actually get to okay, okay, to slavery. Right. Like there's some, there's definitely um, a lot of documents. Maybe not for everybody, for sure, uh-huh. but. Um, like I'm thinking about that show that uh, what's that? Harry Louis Gates used to do with with celebrities, where he uh, kind of trace their history. Not kind of he uh-huh. would trace their history, go through some some documents and go to the city that his folks were from, and he could find out where you where your ancestors were, what happened when they got married, what happened did they get a divorce, and what other kids were around. So I'm. I don't think. I honestly think that would be kind of easy to go because we're not going that far back. No, we're not. We're not going that far back. We're because it's funny because slave. Everybody thinks slavery was that far. That's that long ago. Right. It really wasn't. And you know, the forty acres and a mule that started off with it being a conversation that was supposed to see an end way back then, and it was just literally got dropped off of. The priority list, and then never revisited. Like that—that that was old, and it never happened. It just never happened. It moved on. Like what? But y'all, but people want to fight that. Like you can. The funny thing is, people don't want to have the conversation because when the facts come out, oh my gosh! Like yeah. the facts are out, but when you have to sit there and listen to these facts, yeah, and get have them broken down one by one. You could give one fact and it'd be enough. It really is. It really would But be. there's so many. Yeah. Like, you don't know how much. All right. 
So for people who are um, who don't have too much information on on uh, slavery, like maybe you only have the information that you were given from uh, what you learned in school, what you learned in high school. I hope you oh, took goodness. a class in college or something. But if you didn't, like a good place to start is this book called um, uh, The African Holocaust, Slavery for Beginners. I believe that's what it's called. But I know it's called, the, no, 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 The Black Holocaust. Yeah, Black Holocaust. And I will give you the author's name. And I was trying to hurry up and do it and type in my phone, but I'm over here misspelling all kind of shit. That's fine. I'm going to look back into this show and listen to that and find out. Yeah, the Black Holocaust book. uh, It says Black Holocaust for Beginners by S.E. Anderson. It's a a quick read. It's 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 a small book, but it gives you a ton of information. And then you'll go from there and you'll just grow. And then if you live in Los Angeles, you'll say, hey, let me join the Nipsey Hustle Book Club and gain <laughs> right. some more knowledge. So holla at us, Nipsey Hustle Book Club on Instagram or holla at West LA Joe or the Spiritual Homegirl so we can gain some knowledge and put it into practice. Holla at your boy. I like that. Just to piggyback off of the uh, 40 Acres of the Mule thing, like, you know, that was many, many, many decades ago when that was supposed to be something to play. If that was, I guess, a value placed on on that forty acres and forty mules today, that would equate to around one point five to two trillion dollars. So let's say if there is, which it is about thirty five million black Americans who would be eligible for reparations, that's pretty much just the minimum baseline. That would amount to around forty to sixty thousand dollars a person. That That's the conversation that needs yeah. to be started. Yeah. And, and that would really actually close that racial gap. And there's some other stuff that needs to be, like we're talking about uh, loan forgiveness. We're talking about uh, grants for education for our people. For, for Different our, ways what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh-huh. I mean, we're talking about a check as well as loan forgiveness as well as land. Uh-huh. Um, no more, you know stripping away the red tape for us to like get property and get and be owners of of shops and stuff like that because they put us through the ringer trying to get some shit yeah so like really there's a lot there's a huge there's a a lot more to talk about there's a lot there's a long list of things that should be yeah and we're not even going to discuss like we're not even asking for like because of course if there were ever to be some type of version of settlement for that Usually, some type of cumulative, punitive, punitive damage will be calculated with that as well, because of course, tons of Black folks have died who have not seen this type of awarded to them in all this time. But Shit, I've been talking about that, like just a discussion to be started. And y'all are just heated in your boots. <laughs> it's real bad, but let I'm, me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. If you don't see your your good friends who are of other races coming to bat for your folks, man, remember that. Yeah. Remember that because they sit there and want to, they sit there and they want to, they want you to like be there for women's rights. And you should be like, but when they push that on you and they don't do, they don't come nowhere close to you for black people's rights, then what's the deal? What's popping? Right, exactly. And we're like, there for those issues. We're always there. Some way, we're there. Well, and man, even all the turn. people who do listen to, for gay rights, of course, yeah. of course we push for gay rights. 
Because we push for human beings' rights. We want everybody to exactly. be free and have everything under the sun that everybody else has. But where you at? You're not speaking up on these reparations because you're scared it's going to hit your pockets? I don't know. You know, I wanted to discuss also. And you a snotty ass dude. I hear you sniffling through the Do you hear me? Thing. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm battling a little cold here. Um, He's a <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that's been in the news kind of lately is Everett Palmer's Junior's death. If y'all remember, he was an ex-military guy who was in, who died in police custody. And he pretty much was just going into town to kind of rectify an issue that he didn't know was even an issue just to get it taken care of because he was supposed to be on his way to his family's home for some type of event, maybe a wedding or something like that. And he ended up mysteriously dying in, uh, while in police custody. And the family ends up getting his body and it's uh, some of his organs are just missing and they can't, they don't have any excuse of where they went. Those organs being his throat, his brain, things that would signify what was his cause of death. And this leads, this leads to the conversation about what being an organ donor means for black people. Because what's a real part of this discussion is black people organs are really on these black markets out here. That's a real conversation. That's a real thing. And I think the secrets, they the jigs up. The secrets know like we are magical, goddammit. And they want, they want, they want our shit. And I know for the longest, I just, you know, naturally put organ donor on my license until my mom saw it one day and was like, What? <laughs> no, you don't do that. And you know, she sat me down and passed that knowledge to me about like you're not you're not understood as equal. When it comes to anywhere in this world, that includes even you gotta go to the hospital. Like they, you know, they have there have been very suspicious things that has happened to us uh, uh, throughout the medical system. And so, what does putting that organ donor stamp or your ID means for you? Because I know for me, they would never see it again. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm crazy there. because I, I always was like, I mean, it, naturally. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to be an organ donor. I want to help somebody. Right. That's what I you die. feel instantly. But fuck. But you see how that's like fucking everything up for people. Because, of course, there's people. I mean, if I died for real, you know, I would want my organs to be used to help somebody else. But this fear is real. Because that makes no sense. Because this this happened a year ago. And uh, now, since it's been a year since his death, it's, it's come back in the news because it's been an anniversary. And his family is, you know, speaking about... How they still have not gotten any answers. So, yeah, I don't like that. And nobody <laughs> said anything. No one said anything. And it's just such a disregard, man. That's, we was talking about, uh, you know, lately there's been a lot of trans deaths as well happening. And particularly it's black trans women that are dying. And I am bothered by it because, to be honest, the black community, I don't hear y'all like because the black woman is trans, it's lesser value for even us, especially you know with our types of belief systems. And I, it disgusts me to my stomach because I need to hear the same noise and I'm not hearing it. And 
was talking about Lele Polanco. She was like the tenth trans woman to die. At, I believe she died in uh, uh, off Rikers Island days before her release from Rikers Island, and no noise. And you know, it had been argued that this was similar to the Sandra Blanche thing, and you know, black folks is like, no, it's not the same. It's nowhere near the same. And I'm like. It ain't a pissing contest on, on what it is, but I need y'all to like hear them, uh, value them, and understand that they're just people. Like, no. That's what I, I was definitely having a conversation with somebody about this. I'm like, look, man, I don't care how you feel about trans folks. Like, you may not agree with anything about about them, but you have to agree that they're fucking human beings. Yeah. Like you're dis you're your uh, opposition of their lifestyle should have nothing to do with them live, living and breathing. Like you can't possibly think it's okay for them just to die to be because killed they and, yeah. are doing something that you don't like. Because I'm sure I do shit that everybody doesn't like at some point. Yeah, it's true. And it's just these value systems that we put on people because – I know for me, I'm gay, but, okay, and I don't. Question though, all right, that? these value systems, right? Mm -hmm. Values, morals. Yeah. It's values and morals. It should start with fucking human being, yeah. like fucking respecting somebody for being a human being. That's where morals and values should start, right there. And then they go. And then you can add on whatever you else you want. But as far as just respecting somebody for being a fucking human being, morally. You should respect that. Your value, you should value the life of a human being. Like, yeah. damn, how many times we got to go back to that? Because I'm, you know, I'm talking about human beings as, you know, black folks. Human beings as fucking women. Human beings as trans. Like, yeah, look, because we just got finished talking about us not being valued yeah. as people, but then we're doing that to the next. Yeah, you know? there, there's a bunch of disagreements. Like, I, I mean, I don't see eye to eye with trans folks on a few issues. But I still want them to be able to live and breathe and do whatever the fuck they want to do. I don't want to stop them from doing anything. And except when they race and do sports, because I don't think it's fair. But that's another <laughs> day. Because I don't want you to, like, I don't, even with that, it's a conversation. It is not a heated fight. It, it is not, not life a murder. It's not it's life not or death. Murder, yeah. It is a conversation that we can have about abilities, capabilities, and stuff like that. That's it. I don't want nothing to happen to y'all. Nothing like that. So don't ever get it twisted just because I'm in disagreement about certain things, certain viewpoints and all that. Like, that's I don't like want a, nothing. I want you yeah. to be able to get home safely. That's a political thing. That ain't no thing about you saying like they don't deserve to live. Fuck. Hell and, no. You know, and I'm just like, trans. the trans community... A lot of black trans women, they're dying violently. They're, they're usually getting strangled, stabbed, shot. It's like, wow. And it's the same thing with, you know, I don't have no urge to want to be a woman or anything like that. But I know that I was born to like boys. So there's a whole other subset of people who feel like they've been born with it, not being in the same, the sex that they should have been, you know, on this earth. And it's like. No one, because that's not everybody's experience. They just, people just don't want to understand it, and it creates this whole distance of life, or, or values of life. Like you don't even deserve to live. Yeah, like, that's man, something I just man. don't get. I don't get that even being 
So when I think of that, I just think the people who are committing these crimes of killing, they are battling with some demons inside of them. That's and they are, they are afraid, they are afraid that their true feelings of their true romantic feelings, if you their true attractions will be unveiled and people will judge them like they're judging others, but they'll rather kill the people who who are getting judged and because they don't well, want that to they don't want that to then bring out what's going on with them because yes, you're over there trying to fuck them. Like I'm not talking about no instances where a where a trans is you say they're they're not being open <coughs> about their lifestyle or who they, you know, being being trans versus being cisgender or all that stuff. I'm not even talking about that because a lot of times I believe most of the times they they are you know you know who you're dealing with and then all of a sudden you're like oh I might get caught somebody might see me with this person yeah so let me just murder them because you don't want to be embarrassed you murdering folks because you don't want to be embarrassed because they make you look in the mirror that don't make no sense man HBO has a new show called um, I think it's called Euphoria. Yeah, it is. And they they are definitely speaking about uh I guess that whole relationship with you being you battling with your own sexuality and how a lot of men who are battling with their own sexuality, they'll take it out on trans people before they even take it out on gay people. Like I wish they'd just take it out on themselves and do us a fucking favor. That that would help. Uh, you know, the, I all right, I just I'm sorry. I don't. I just don't want you to kill nobody. I don't want you to kill yourself either. But if you were to kill anybody, kill yourself. I'm just saying, if there's a choice, don't be putting bringing your shit to nobody else. Go ahead and off yourself. Mm-hmm. I would, but get. I mean, look, I would love for you to get help and grow first. But if you're gonna take that route and be a fucking dumbass, don't be hurting nobody else. They got families and shit. They're just trying to live live life and. Deal with their own issues, and you want to bring your issues to them, motherfucker. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Yeah. So I, I also rug out. <laughs> um. A young man uh, a few weeks ago, may even be a month now. Ryan Twyman was killed by the sheriffs in uh, the Linwood Sheriffs, I believe. It was either Compton or Linwood uh-huh. in the Willowbrook area of L.A. Um. And well, we all people from L.A. know it as Athens Park area. In these apartment buildings that I'm very familiar with because a few of my students live in those apartment buildings. It's a huge, uh, it's a real community in that apartment building. Like one of the young men I was talking to, he's like, man, it's like our safe haven. It, yes, it's a bunch, a lot of these men that live in those apartments are part of a gang. That's their gang over there. That's, that's LA. We have dudes who, our young men are in gangs. Like that's what it is. That don't mean that does not mean just because you're in a gang you're killing people or doing illegal. A lot of times you just it is what it is. It's your neighborhood. So anyway, uh, Ryan Twyman was uh, in his car with another young man. I forgot that young man's name. I actually did get a chance to talk with him, and he told me exactly what happened from his point of view. Uh And uh, they were in a car parked, and they were about to leave. And next thing you know, from this is, I'm just giving you his point of view. Next thing you know, somebody's opening the, the rear passenger door. Now, the person opening it is, is a sheriff. They don't know who the fuck this is because they didn't, 
they did not what's the word? Oh, that was so they did they, they did not announce they did not announce themselves at all. Yeah. So he's just opening back doors and shit while this dude was about to leave. And then like so Simon Tanks is like he's you know, you don't know who that is, and he's already about to leave, already leaving out the uh out the parking spot, going to, about to go in reverse. And he said when he opened the door, he yelled gun and then just start busting. And he shot Ryan, when he said that, and then the other cop coming from the other side who was not in plain view of the driver who was Ryan, he starts then shooting when the car, because when he gets shot, he says that his reaction is just step on the gas. And like that's what his body does when he gets shot, because I think that he said he was shot in the head. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, more information will come out, but this is what I was told by the passenger. And then the car just kind of went in like a half a circle because the wheel was already turned to back out. Yeah. And he just stepped on the gas and boom. And while he's turning, he's just, the car's just getting shot up. And then once he stopped shooting the pistol, once they let off their the rounds of their pistols, the revolvers, I mean, well, not revolvers, but the pistols, they uh, then grab a rifle and start and keep shooting. Oh my God. So no actually, so somebody said they were using the car as a weapon. So first of all, in what world does the cop come unannounced and just open the rear passenger door? Like, how is that the right way to go about this? Also, they're going, they came to approach these young men because they said, I, what I've read, they said there was a warrant out for Ryan. Okay. Why are you trying to creep up on him instead of like parking right behind, pulling up right behind him so he can't go anywhere? Like that's what cops do. You've been pulled over before, right? Many, many times. They come right behind you. Yes, they do. Even even when you're parked, they come right behind you, so you cannot get out of the uh, parking spot. They came on the side. It was so like a creep up situation. Like, what was you trying to do? Like, they, they could have just got on the side of the car. Like, get out the car. They didn't do none of that. They didn't even have their. They didn't even put on their uh, their sirens to like yo or the. Whatever they do to like let you know, like I'm here, uh-huh. you know, pull over type shit. Like they didn't do none of that, but it's the so using the you put yourself in a position where the car is now a weapon to you. Mm-hmm. You did this. You did some dumbass move to put yourself in a position to have to murder somebody who shouldn't have been murdered because there was no weapon, nothing like nothing like that. So and I have been talking to these young men, and they say this is how. These sheriffs over there are approaching them every day, like not by not the right protocol. They'll come up to the car with the guns already out, the guns out on safety. They're knocking on the window with the guns. The next day after I hung, after I went over there and talked to some of the folks, I saw a video of a young man who's uh, he's a local rapper. He's just sitting in his car, listening to his music or whatever, just chilling, and the cops just pulled up, not pulling him over. They just pulled up, started talking, and they get out. And like got any warrants, they put their hand through his window to try to open his door. Oh my god! So that's not protocol. That you, what are you doing? It's so and dehumanizing. He wrote up, he wrote up his. It is. It's it, it's dehumanizing. It's embarrassing. It's just like you a it's person. The, it's and come and like, do this to you. Like, these are like this is a society telling you we don't want you here. Yeah, we are trying our best to antagonize you to the point. Where we get a reaction so we can kill you. Oh, we can't even do that. We'll try to put you in a position where you have to make a decision 
where we would then have to kill you and be justified yep. for it. Yep. Like it's scary because that could easily be any of us. It really if could. a man, if a, if somebody is pulling up on my car like that, and I don't know who they are because it, you really could not see who these people were. They didn't announce themselves at all. I mean, I probably would have had the same reaction. Yeah, easy. I I know they wanted to kill that passenger. He's lucky he didn't get hit. Yeah, because now that's their mouthpiece that's left. They didn't want any of that. And I, I'm also I'm tired of like the excuses of like, Ooh, well, he yeah. had a warrant or he had this <laughs> like, what in any world does this equate for anybody to and, die? And There's no starting, coming back from that. And now black folks, we've been hearing this so many times, these different excuses like, well, he was in the gang. He was this, he was that. We are hearing this so much that we're starting to use the same excuses because we don't believe we don't believe we're as human as we think we are right. as we should be. That's true. Like we're we're starting to lose who we are. We're like, well, shit. Well, he was he was wearing baggy clothes. That he means was, he should die. Like <laughs> he was wearing red a red shirt. So obviously he's in a gang. Not an oh my god that doesn't kill you. Really, really quick, you know, because this reminds me of something. And it was like an internal thought to myself. I was somewhere like a Walgreens or Target with my homeboy Marcus. He was on a previous show. And I, he, we were walking somewhere. He had his hoodie on. He had his hood on. Me, I felt the urge to tell him, "Don't walk around with your hoodie." Like to take mm -hmm. it off. And I didn't say it because it felt so ridiculous for me to say that to him. And I felt like some Uncle Tom ass nigga if I was going to say that to him. And it was like this. And I never said anything to him. I never said anything to nobody until right now. And I'm just like those types of sh like things. Go through your mind about trying to protect yourself. Like, I don't like, I try not to wear hoodies. I try not to walk with people with hoodies. Like, dude, that's bananas, man. Listen, you can't just. When you walk, like, the fact that you got to think about when you walk into a store, like, when you start getting that weird feeling that somebody may be looking at you, you start looking like you, 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 all, you feel like you have to buy something so they know you. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, this is like the craziest. Y'all don't get this shit. This is why we talk about reparations. Shut the fuck up. Because you don't get what it is being black. This is just being black here. This is not even the history of this country and being black. This is just being black right now where you think it's all good. Uh -huh. We are scared. Like when you get put over by the police, it is one of the scariest situations because here comes some people that you know, like most of your folks don't fuck with me at all. Like. It is rare to get into a conversation with a person who is a with, with a police officer off duty. Just have a conversation with what with, with them about what's going on in society that they feel the same way we feel. Mm -hmm. Like it is, I have, I actually maybe have one or two conversations I've had where they're like, "You're right." Yeah. Everybody else is completely on the other side. So when we're dealing with a with officers who is who basically have a license to kill and they think they're justified for all these different situations. Like where the fuck does that leave us? That leaves us, give us our reparations, give us some sovereign land that we can go to so we can feel some kind of freedom in this country that we don't have just being, you know. Ooh, like, where we yeah. are right now, yeah. yeah. You know, that's going to have some backlash if it do. Well, now we paid y'all, so now we got all licenses. Do Man, whatever look, the fuck we want. Look, just stay. That's fine. Look, let me tell you something. I <laughs> mean, I know. Me. Listen, listen. <laughs> I I know it's not enough. I know we deserve more, but 
I would be completely fine if you just left us the fuck alone. Tuh. Like, like if they could if just Pray leave us, yeah, yo, yeah. yo, just leave us the fuck alone. I'm like, that's the only thing. We're like, yo, why do y'all fuck with us? Like, we don't, we're not even in your neighbors. Why you care so much to fuck with us over here? Like, why does that bring you joy? Again, that's probably that maybe that Lucifer effect thing I was talking about, man. <laughs> well, shit, my mouth is dry. For those I mean, yeah, man, you need to take some medicine and knock out. I, I, and I need to go eat some more watermelon and take a good poopy to doopy. Okay, we covered a lot here today, man. Thank you all for listening. Oh, uh, listening to my rants. I feel a lot better now that I got it out there. Yo, man, and yeah, it's been a minute. Like, y'all have no idea. I have, I mean, look, it's been a lot. D had surgery. I have a bunch of shit that I'm involved in right now that is really wearing me the fuck down. So definitely when D's like, yo, let's record, part of me wants to say no because I want to go to sleep right. and take a nap or something <laughs> or just sit back and like just or even work out. But, I mean, I knew it was important. We had to get it done. We had to talk. And I'm glad we did because this is kind of rejuvenating me a bit. Uh-huh. All right. So, I appreciate you good people. All right. Thank you. Be the gay hobie out. <laughs>